Are you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday? Each week you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week, The Art of Yinka Shonabare. Your teacher is Liz Ann McGregor, Director of the Museum of Contemporary Art here in Sydney. Liz Ann, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Richard. We are in the territory of a renowned British-Nigerian artist. Yes, he's one of my favourites, actually, Richard. I've worked with him a number of times. He's an amazing artist. He was born in London, Yinka, uh, but he lived in Lagos in Nigeria from the age of three. And then he came back to London and was sent back to school here. And unfortunately, he fell ill with a very serious um, disease of the spinal cord, which actually led to a, a gradual degeneration of his ability to use his body. So he's ultimately become um, someone who has to use a wheelchair. So he's an amazing man who's um, succeeded um, in spite of having this, t- this, uh, this tragedy very young. Okay, so making this amazing artwork with his paralysed body or partly paralysed body, he, uh, he starts off studying fine arts in, in the late 80s, yeah? He does. He went to school, to college in London to the Byam Shaw Gallery. He did a Master of Fine Arts at Goldsmiths, which of course is the super trendy art school, art school in London. And then because he was very aware of his um, disability, but determined to, uh, to succeed despite it, he actually went to work for an organization called Shape, which assists people with living with disability by providing them inspiration and access to the arts. So a very strong conscience in terms of giving back. Um, as well as be- becoming quite well known himself. Um, in fact, he was he was launched onto the art world in a rather um, a rather controversial exhibition called Sensation, organised by the Saatchi Gallery in London in 1997. And some of your listeners will be familiar with other names in that exhibition, like Damien Hurst, he of the stuffed shark, <laughs> and a Tracy Emin, who's also quite well known. So well, she, he was she, uh, she, pretty she, pretty. She, she, she of the messy bed. <laughs> known as one of the YBA's Young British Artists. Yeah. Now tell me about this Dutch wax fabric because a lot of, uh, a lot of his work features this particular, unusual, very brightly coloured fabric. Yes, as somebody working between cultures as it were, you know, he's British, brought up, but Nigerian. He was very interested in the history of colonialism and he discovered that this this very bright um, painted this bright fabric that we associate with Africa was actually made by the Dutch and sold back to Africa. The Dutch being the colonists of Indonesia, where this kind of fabric was produced. So for him, it became this way of of talking through his art about issues of colonialism, class, and race. Um, and these amazing printed batik fact fabrics have actually become something of a trademark. He makes these incredible tableaus where figures are dressed in these in these amazing fabrics, and he uses this to actually uh, get us to think about the economic and colonial relationships between Europe and Africa, which of course were quite problematic. Mm. There's such a lot of wit in the ideas, isn't there? There's there's one you know people would know William Hogarth with with his famous etchings of of uh, you know what is it 1700s uh, English. England and the Gin Lane and all of that sort of stuff. He he takes those images and he places himself as a as as a a, a, a paralysed black man into those images as if he's an English dandy. Exactly. Well, that was one of my favourites, Diary of a Victorian Dandy. Um, he inserts himself. There he is. You know, he's, at this stage he's still standing. He's standing among the family in in sort of the the garb of the of the era. The women in their fancy frocks, standing around the piano, singing. The men playing snooker. 
<clears throat> in bed with the courtesans, you know, all these kinds of things. And there he is. And of course, you look at it and you go, wow, what's a, what's a black man doing in the middle of all that? Because of course, black people would have been invisible and um, pretty much. And if they were shown in those kinds of paintings, they would have been as servants. So he really turns that idea of who gets to be the master on its head. And it's funny, but it's also quite poignant. Yeah, it's in your shock, in your own response, you find uh, some wisdom, don't you? In your shock and su- and surprise. He, he, he plays a lot with... Uh, mentioned William Hogarth, but he plays a lot with the the, the Grand Masters, doesn't he? Yeah, he absolutely loves um, artists like uh, Jean-Henri Fragonard and Goya and Leonardo da Vinci. Fragonard, because of, I think, because of those very kind of, again, very flamboyant and exuberant paintings. And he made an amazing work called The Swing after Fragonard, in which he depicts a young aristocratic woman on a garden swing but she's not dressed in the finery of, of the 18th century as she is in the Fragonard work. She's depicted in the African fabric. So again, he, he, he just points, he points out these colonial relationships that were happening um, and how absurd a lot of it was. And I think he uses humour to, to, to very, very great effect. Right. Humour and a little bit of sex, Lizanne McGregor. Uh, <laughs> tell us about gallantry and, and criminal conversation. World Olympics, as I like to call it, documenta, a major show in Germany every five years. And he did an amazing work called Gallantry and Criminal Conversation, which is inspired by the phenomenon of the Grand Tour, which was when young men and very occasionally women were sent on a tour in the 17th and 18th century to learn about great culture in Europe. However, Shonabar makes fun of it by, first of all, suspending the carriage that they would have been traveling in up into the air. And then the various portmanteau, the luggage, very fancy luggage is on the ground beneath. And the gentlemen are indulging in various <laughs> sexual acts, <laughs> which is uh, very funny. So he's, he's actually making the point that, um, you know, the masters had their way with the maids and uh, class was a pretty, pretty awful thing as well as, uh, as something to laugh at. Mm. Again, wearing those fabrics. Exactly. So again, of course, this is the height of the British colonial era. So very much, uh, very much pointing to that. And, he uh, he loves looking at also at the at the ocean at the sea because that's for him is a symbol of migration immigration, but also it was a symbol of the of the British Empire. You know we had the, the Brit. I would about to say we the Brits had the greatest uh, the greatest fleet, especially after Trafalgar when they defeated the French. So uh, very interesting interest in history. It was all Scottish engineering, you know, Lizanne McGregor. <laughs> the Scots were the worst colonists, I hate to say. <laughs> <laughs> now, in 2000, I should mention he got an MBE in, in 2004. That's, that's pretty important. But in 2008, he, he, uh, the MCA did a mid-career survey. We did, and we were absolutely thrilled to have Yinka here and also to present an incredible range of his work. Um, and it was incredibly popular. And, went, and it was, we were really thrilled, actually. It went on to tour, went to the Smithsonian, the Museum of African Art and the Brooklyn Museum in, in New York. So he was, he's really very much on the world stage by this stage. And I love the fact that um, some of the works from the beginning of his career, like there's a fabulous one called Alien Obsessives, Mum, Dad and the Kids. And that's essentially a, a scene where characters like Alien in the film, you know, with the big head and the big eyes, are dressed in African fabrics. And kids love this work because it's their height, this child-sized sculptures. Um, but there's something nice about it too because he's talking about our fear of difference. You know, these are aliens 
And so who is alien? Who is, what is an alien? What does it mean to feel afraid of someone who doesn't look like you? So we found when we were working with the show that we were able to have lots of really interesting conversations with people coming through of all ages about these very important issues. Yeah, let's let's finish with uh, the HMS Victory. This is a this is Nelson's ship, uh, and he does a model of it in Trafalgar Square. What an idea! And, and and again, we come back to those Dutch fabrics. There's a fabulous program in Trafalgar Square called the Fourth Plinth. There's a plinth that's empty. There was meant to be a statue on it, but it was never put there. So they commission artists. So Yinka proposed putting Nelson's ship in a bottle. It's five meters long, three meters in diameter, and it's an absolute perfect scale down replica of HMS Victory. And for him, this is this incredible moment in history when, you know, the, the Brits defeated the French and very much um, about the, the colonial and the, and, the, and the Brits, you know, doing what they did all around the world, dominating the world. But of course, he has his twist because he turns the sails into the, into the Dutch wax fabrics. So you have this reminder of, uh, of the reality of, of British colonialism and, uh, and a harking back also to his own roots back in Nigeria. Yeah, isn't it fascinating? Lizanne McGregor, thank you so much. Not at all. You can actually see that work in the National Maritime Museum in Greenwich. So when the planes fly again, do go and see it. (laughs) Lizanne McGregor with another lesson in self-improvement. Wednesday, the art of Yinka Shonabare. Uh, If you want to listen back to the lesson, abc.net.au slash Sydney. There you'll also find details of how to subscribe to the free Self-Improvement Wednesday podcast. Our next lesson, Elizabeth Mossop, Dean of the UTS School of Design, Architecture and Building.